This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's read Isaiah 52. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion, put up thy beautiful garment, O Jerusalem. Everybody say beautiful garment. And you know Isaiah 61 says that garment of praise instead of spirit of heaviness. Praise the Lord. Everybody wears a garment. And what I just want to say today is that the problem we create at a level, we can't imagine that level solving that problem. You have to go higher. You have to go higher. Now what I want to show you this morning is the fact that you don't dress for where you are. You dress for where you are to, where you are going to. And I started first service. And that is a story that we, we use to illustrate. And then we move to two other people in the Bible. So uh, let's read again where we read about the blind Bartimaeus. In, uh, that's uh, Mark chapter 10. It will start from verse 47. B- blind Bartimaeus. Well, they, they, they started calling him blind Bartimaeus because people describe people by the situations of their life. The guy had a son name, but we don't know the son because nobody called him. And they just said blind Bartimaeus. And he was answering every one of them. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Next verse. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Never let people discourage you. When you are stretching your hand to get something, there are those who will say, yours is too much. They said to Bartimaeus, why are, you sh- why are you making noise? Why are you shouting? And the Bible said the guy increased <laughs> the volume of his voice. And he said, thou son of David. And then, next verse, and Jesus stood still. Jesus will always stand still when he hears somebody who calls on him persistently. And commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort. The same people that said he should shut up. Be of good comfort. Rise is calling you. Next verse. And he, this is where I'm going, casting away his garments, rose. So for service, I explained that garments are very important in the Bible. We are not talking about physical things only. We are talking about the spiritual aspect of it. Amen. Now, you are recognized in the spirit also by the garments that you are wearing. And that is very important. So, we talked about Joseph who wore four different types of garments. He saw that Genesis 37 bought him a coat of many colors. Because that represented to him being the father's favorite and being the lucky son. But the day the brothers were going to sell him, as he was coming, they said, here comes the dreamer. The first thing they did was to remove that garment because he must undergo a different identity. And when the coat of many colors was removed from him, he was turned into a ditch. Then he wore a slave's garment in the house of Potiphar. Slaves in those days had the garment they were wearing. And then he descended further. He became a prisoner and he wore the prison's uniform. Number three, then, the part I love most, which I dwelt on a bit in first service, one day there, somebody came to the prison. 
And he said, who is Joseph? Pharaoh wants to see you. That could have been Pharaoh calling to kill him or to promote him. Remember, two guys had a dream in the same prison. Pharaoh sent for the two of them. He beheaded one and promoted the other one. So Joseph wasn't sure why Pharaoh was calling him. But he acted by faith. And that's why I'm saying dress according to where you are going to. He could not appear before Pharaoh wearing prisoner's uniform. The Bible says in Genesis 41, when they told him that Pharaoh was calling him, he changed his garment and he shaved himself. Mm. You know we are we walk by faith, not by sight. Begin. <laughs> All I'm saying is, this is, firstly, I want to, I, I, I was able to do that first service and a bit, of, I want to do a bit of that so to establish the fact that garments are important in the Bible. Are you, are you following me? Yes, and they determine what to get and what you don't get. That's how it happens in the realm of the spirit. If we put up, if we put on our spiritual goggle, everybody is wearing a different garment. So when people make requests, oh, the Bible talks about the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. And the Bible says that there was a famine in the land. That wasn't the problem. Famine is not new. Famine, there always be famine from time to time. And the Bible said nobody gave to him. The reason why nobody gave to him, when he got home, that Luke chapter 15, in verse 21, he began to say to his father, I have sinned against you. The father knew right away, you are wearing a wrong garment, that's why you are talking like this. The first thing the father did was to ask them to change his robe and to call him in for celebration. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So the father saw that, no, you, you cannot, you can't come in like this. We must do something about you because it's affecting how you are talking. So if you want to understand why nobody gave to him in that foreign country because of the garment he was wearing. People can't see it, but they can perceive it. So several people will make a request, ask a man. Some will just be stranded temporarily. Can I get 50k here? They will give them. Somebody else will ask, they will not give them. This is very deep and it's very, it is important. So I showed them in 1st service, Joshua chapter 3. The Bible says that Joshua was wearing a filthy garment. And the angel spoke and said, remove the garment from him. Bartimaeus just said to himself, spiritually, what the guy was saying was, I'm identified as a beggar. But Jesus has said, come. I need to remove this garment because I'm not coming back to that position again. Anytime you remove one cloth, you are clothed with another one. And life is in faces. At every point in life, you wear a different garment. Now, I want to show you something, which I think I ended for service on this note. And this is very important. At times, people get lifted to a level. If you're dressing, if you get to a new level, wearing old garments, you go back to the old level. So Jesus gave this parable when he was speaking in Luke, uh, uh, Matthew 22. So he was talking about the wedding feast. And if we start from verse, let's start from verse 10. But I'm going to verse 11 actually. You know, the owner of the wedding came in and he saw a man. The man made it to the wedding, but the man was not wearing the wedding garments. You know, this is, so those servants went, and then they called all the guests. Verse 11, that's where I'm going. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not a wedding garment. Next verse. And he said to his friend, how comest thou either not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Hmm. 
And the king said to his servant, bind him. Are you hearing me? Look at me, everybody. If you see anybody who has enjoyed promotion before and then went down again, they move to another level, but they refuse to be clothed in the next level's uniform. So they'll go back. This guy made it to the wedding phase, but the one that came and he said that everybody, because there is a way you dress for wedding. Mm. When Jesus was talking about John, he said, what do you guys go to see in the wilderness? I think that's Luke chapter 7. And he started saying, they said, are you looking for those who are gorgeously dressed? And those who are gorgeous, they are in the palace. There is a way to dress in the palace. That was why Pharaoh changed Joseph's clothes. I'm saying dressing in this regard. I'm talking about the expressions of your life. The outlook of your life. And they manifest in how you talk and how you think. And in 2019, this is the first thing that must change. You must dress according to where you are going to. Now, these are both physical and spiritual implications. If somebody walks in now wearing military uniform, you will naturally think this is a soldier. If somebody comes in where you, you, you identify people based on their dressing. Somebody with stethoscope, he has not told you anything about himself, but you will perceive that this is a doctor. And if somebody is wearing a fantastic golden wristwatch, nice shoe, nice tie, you will treat the person with dignity and respect. Now, even if Bill Gates comes here and his trousers are torn and the shirt and everything, if you don't look at him very well, you will think he's a beggar. Cristiano Ronaldo once did it when he disguised as a beggar and the, the shocking treatment he received. So it's at times, it's not about the personality, it's about the expression that your life is communicating. Are you following me? So God started saying that, put on your strength, O Israel, put on your beautiful garments, that this current garment can get you the blessing that you want. So Jesus said that people in palace, there is a way they are roped. And if you are brought to palace by chance, and after a while, you don't change into the garments of the palace, You'll be, you'll be kicked out of, the, out of the palace. Oh. People want to get married. They want to wear the garments of a single in, in, a, <laughs> in a marriage institution. It will work. That's why people divorce. That's why you have divorces and all those things. That's why people can be promoted to leadership. They wear the garment of an ordinary person in the position of a leadership. You go back. Are you following? Yes, Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, Is somebody understand what I'm saying so far? Yes, I want to show you something that happened to Ruth. Ruth chapter 3. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. As soon as the prodigal son started to follow, you said, Please, somebody said, Change this guy. Change this guy. Not even the prodigal son's father allowed the boy to come in until they changed him at the entrance before they made him come in. This is, it is. Then I told them for service, I have to talk to somebody who got something, I think, at international level, and I told the person that stop watching African Magic right now. Stop watch, start watching CNN and BBC. If you sit with kings at the table, you don't know the trends, global trends of events. After a while, they will know, your speech will betray you. Your garment is not, it does not conform to what guys at that level they are wearing. You go back. And opportunities have been given to many people. 
Jesus said that you cannot put old wine, uh, new wine in an old wine skin. You are looking for trouble. Look, you can't move to another level in life if changes don't occur at this level. And your garment has to change. Is somebody hearing me? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you following me? This is where the challenge is. For some people, the garment you need to throw away, the cycle of friends that you have, the kind of language you use, like blind Bartimaeus, if the guy didn't do that, if Jesus opened his eyes, he would go back as a beggar and continue begging. Are you following me? This is why, statistically, they took a research in America and they found out, they did research in America and they found out that those who won lottery after three years they either they will fight for bankruptcy they will commit suicide or they will lose everything because jackpots don't make a man in life so people don't know if you are giving something bigger than your capacity you will lose it until it comes to your size if a man is a man of one million naira understanding if you give him hundred million He's going to make bad decisions until he gets to one or two million. When he gets to that amount, he will take the right decision. You can't be bigger than your soul. It's not possible. Are you following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, see. Okay, thank you. You know, wash thyself. Anoint thee and put thy raiment upon thee and get thee down. This story, because of time, so that what really happened there, you know the story of Ruth and Naomi, right? Yes, you know, Naomi went to Bethlehem because there was no bread in the house of bread. Another name for Bethlehem is house of bread. So there was no bread. So they went to and they went to country of Moab. And her husband took them. Please, mind, ladies, mind who you marry. It can be romantic and still be a fool. Are you, are you following me? Please. What, how do you rate the qualities of your man's decisions? And it begins with, does the man, the man you are with, does he have self-discipline? You can't come to his house, he wants to hold you, wants to hug you, wants to touch your breast. You still don't detect that something is wrong with this guy. Somebody was telling me now that the younger sister who is uh, lecturing at Boroughs so just broke up with a guy. When you see the guy, and the guy was, uh, 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 we, we have to, we have to keep, we have to, we have to. She just said, Are you, no, 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 no. We are getting married. So let's talk about important things of life. We have to, uh, and she ended up, I said, She took the right decision. Someone that cannot delay gratification. And you think if he's rich, all the countries are not in trouble in his office. Then you start complaining then. Why you not see him? So this guy took the family to Moab and Naomi was his wife. And because they were outside God's protection, God's plan for them, the man died. Zoom. Shortly after that, the first son died. Then the second son died. So the woman was left alone. She went out with her husband and two sons. She came back as one woman without any. Who asked them? By the time she was going back to Bethlehem, now there was bread. Everything was. She just went to Moab to waste her family. But it was not her fault. Her husband took them. Said, let's go. Hallelujah. 
But thank God, two women, you know, the two sons married. So when the guy, the guy died, but she must have been a very good woman. Because she had lost her two sons. Remember that Ruth and her sister-in-law, they were in their own country. She, it was the mother-in-law that was a stranger. They were the owners of the country, or the citizens of the country. But she must have treated them so well as mother-in-law that they lost their husbands, they still stayed with her. And she told them she was going back to her country and they wanted to follow her. They would have been like, okay, this is our chance to stay back and marry another man. Because they were still very young. But they wanted to, she must have been a very good mother-in-law. Oh, may you have that kind of mother-in-law that is that nice. Not the one that will lose a child, but that is nice. Very nice and very friendly. But you see, the heart of man is very deceptive. It was Ruth that really wanted to follow. The other one was just following. Woman said, oh, you know what, go back. You can say, it's true. There's nobody for us to mind. Let's just go back. But Ruth said that, where you go, I will go. Oh, what a woman. He said, where you die, I will die. I love you so much, ma. I am going, I, I've never been to Bethlehem before. I'm a Moabite. I don't know anything about Israel. But you know what? You are so good at I pray that the testimonies of Christians will be like that in our workplaces. Yeah. Among our neighbors and people. He said, you know what? With the little I've said about you, I will follow you back to that place where, and then they go to Moab. So every day, our government described that situation. A widow. And she went to the field to start harvesting. When the owner of the field came, from afar, there were hundreds of women working in the field, he spotted her because of her unique way of dressing. And he told them that, who is that girl that is walking over there? And they told the guy, that was, um, what's his name again? Boaz. David's great-grandpa. They told, he told them, I said, that, that's it. That's, said, that's the girl from Moab that came to came back with Naomi. Say wow. Say I've heard about her. That she left her people as she came. Say please, please, you know what? Let her walk free of child. Don't intimidate her. Let her harvest. But you see, this is the point. Boaz fell in love straight away. He was just pretending. But Boaz was a just man. It was God's plan for Ruth to marry the best man in Bethlehem, which was Boaz. But not with her present garments. God's plans over your life, they are real. But you need to change your garments. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm speaking with wisdom this morning to counsel some people. So Boaz started giving her extra... When she was going home, Boaz, the guy that everybody was bowing to greet, noticed that she was going and told them to pack extra food for her. I know this girl was so naive. And some girls are like that. They are, everybody can see that this guy is as wicked as the devil. Than the school of wickedness. The guy competes effectively for the price of the year with, with Satan. She's the only one I can see. Can't you see? It's nice. It's so nice. Even we are nice to the chicken we are going to keep. Christmas time, Easter time, you'll feed your chicken. Is that love? So that the chicken won't die. Because there is a plan for the chicken. If it's rain, you go carry the chicken. The chicken will say, oh, I'm a chicken. <laughs> see, how they love me. You don't want rain to be the chicken. 
It's your investment you are protecting. All of a sudden, the chicken is wondering when knife is coming. And as you are shedding his blood, you are singing praises. And the guy is confused that I thought they loved you. Yeah, they love you. They love you inside their stomach. They want it to be inside. So, so, so you can't say sometimes external gestures don't really tell whether someone really loves or not. So you don't know. Anyway, praise the Lord. Amen. Boaz noticed. And she gave, he gave her extra food. So she got to her and her mother-in-law. Can you imagine? That man is a very nice man. Who, he noticed me. He said he should allow me to walk. And when I was going, he gave me double portion. <laughs> and Naomi said, ah. <laughs> you know, the things that young people cannot see, even when you are in the jets, <laughs> elders can see that and see her head. And Naomi said, what's the name? He said, Boaz. Ah. Naomi said, I see this girl. <laughs> no be like that. Yes, he's kind. He's a great man. If I is the best man in this area, he said, "But I see something beyond this. This man likes you." He said, "Let me tell you what to do." One of the things uh, I get amazed actually how God at times will not speak to you directly, but will use men to communicate wisdom. So Jesus said, "I send on you prophets and wise men." Don't only listen to prophets, listen to wise men also. That means teaching alone and preaching alone will not do the job. If God wants to help you, there are people outside. At times, they might not even be Christian. Who can help you see what you are not seeing? People like Jethro coming to talk to Moses. Is it not surprising that God spoke to Moses about Tabernacle? The Bible said Moses could hear God face to face and God never told Moses how to settle disputes. It was Jethro that came to tell me this is why pride is dangerous. If Moses had told Jethro, the Bible says his face was glowing because of the excess glory. And an idol worshiper, a pagan, came and he was telling Moses that, that uh, you know, even though there's a dispute that Jethro was not exactly an idol worshiper, I don't know. But then somebody not at the level of Moses' glory. He just sat down, he saw the way Moses sat down from morning till night, advocating over matters. And he said, Young man, come, you will die. And the anointing will sustain you. He said, why don't you appoint leaders? And when Jethro finished saying so and he left, then God told Moses that do exactly what the guy said. This is why that word blessed is it that comes in the name of the Lord. It's not only preacher. May God help you. This is why it's important to cultivate the habit of prayer. You will know the habit of prayer. You will know if you have been praying about a matter. When God sends somebody, it might not look like the real person, but something inside you because we've been praying, we know that this is the answer you are looking for. Yes. Some answers are in books. Some answers are on a program on TV. They are in a program on TV. Some answers are in a communication by a neighbor that you remember later. I can't, I, this guy was telling us, I can't remember where I was, where a man was telling us. I mean, he was frustrated. Finally, somebody gave him some money, borrowed him to do business and he didn't know what business. He went to Ghana to look for a particular business that they told him that would make money. But as he was in a cab in Ghana, as they were driving, somebody in the cab started talking, and they were talking and talking, and the person was talking about a particular material that they were creating and selling. And that was it. This guy entered a stupendous wealth. 
by com- that wasn't what he went to do in Ghana. He wanted to go to another company talking about something entirely different. But as he came down from the airport and he was in a taxi and they were talking, and this guy introduced him to something, and then he went there to do his findings himself and he brought back brought the thing back to Nigeria, and then everything opened up for him. Many times when you are going to look for God in Ibado, God is waiting for you in Ibafu. You can pass him and go to Ibadan and then come back. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. One minute more. <laughs> Did you, you, are you, are you following me? Let me just wrap, let me just wrap it up with this story. So, Naomi told Ruth, the guy will never tell you his plan for you. Change what you are wearing and go meet the man. And the day she did, the conversation about marriage started. So, in other words, Naomi was telling Ruth that God's plan for you is not that the man should give you extra rice. It's beyond that. It will be your husband where you command the world together, not just giving you bags of rice. But not in this present garment that you are wearing. This one identifies you as a widow, as a loser in life. The story around this is that you lost your husband. Change it. Let your outlook change. The second story I would love to go into, and that's 38, Judah, one of the sons of Jacob. He entered the same scenario. He took God a son, his son married a woman, and the son died. And the second born married the same woman. Because in those days, and then the second born died. And the last born was supposed to marry the woman, but he told the woman, my last son is still young. Wait, let him grow a little more. Then he will be your husband. Because that was the culture there. You must marry whatever your husband, your brother lives behind. Everything, whatever your husband lives behind, you must go for it. So they went for everything their, 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 their brothers left. So two brothers left a woman behind and they went and he said, ah, because he was afraid, this last boy will die. So he said, no, no, no. He said, woman, my last boy is still very young. Potentially is your husband, but let, let's allow him to grow. And the woman was a widow for many years. And one day she realized that maybe after seven years, maybe the boy was 17 before, now the boy is 23. And they still didn't allow her to marry the guy. So she heard that Judah was coming to town. She removed the garment of window. That's what the Bible said that she was wearing and put it down. And she dressed like harlots. And she sat on the road. And Judah saw her. And Judah had a night with her. And that was all she wanted. Then Judah had no money to pay. He said, can I have your staff as a warranty? Just give me a staff that you pay. And he gave him the staff. So the following day, Judah got home and he sent his servant. He said, I was with a prostitute yesterday, but don't tell anybody. This is our money. My staff is that. Go and give our money and collect my staff. That one got to that town and they said there was no prostitute there. But the only, the, 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 the lady just disguised to do that just that day. So the, by the time he asked the third person, that where is the prostitute that, that I used to see there? He said, prostitute in this town, nobody. So Judah called the guy and stop asking everybody for prostitute. They will start suspecting us. Let's say she be not staff. Just leave her. Let her take it. And the next he came to tell Judah that sorry, your daughter-in-law that you were keeping for your son, she is now pregnant. I know that was a serious offense in those days. That means another man must have slept with her. It's amazing how we are we have righteous anger when we are not the ones in the eye of the storm. Judah said the same Judah that slept with the prostitute. 
some months before. He said, my daughter, she's pregnant. Bigger. He said, we are going to burn her to death. That's what he said. And the woman said, so as they were dragging her out, she said, well, before you kill me, at least let me say something. He said, what? I want to tell you who impregnated him. He said, oh, that's good. Maybe we stole the man also. <laughs> and she said, that, sorry. She brought out the rod. Do you know the owner of this staff? <laughs> Judah said, <laughs> he said, hey, but you know what? Leave her alone. We will see, we will set to the matter at home. Because she didn't say, she didn't say to Judah. She just brought out the rod. When Judah saw the rod, ah, with his servant, he said, hey, boy, say, my Lord. He said, don't stone her again. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. See, uh, it's a family matter that we find we have decided that we just go back home to settle the whole issue. And she had the baby for Judah. But she had a plan. But she could not execute the plan until she changed her garments. I want to stop here today. It's a broad message because we are going to go from old to new to see the real meaning of garment in the Bible. And why when David caught Saul's skirts, his heart smote him about what he did. Why they parted Jesus' garment and throw, and they were casting dice to see who would take the garment. And why Jesus was robed with something else. Why is this very important? Why? Why were the kings in the Bible telling their garment when they were in problem? And why was it that what Elijah gave to Elisha was a mantle, which was an overall coat, a kind of garment? Mantle was not handkerchief. Mantle was something that you put on your shoulder, wear over. Why was it that that was what he gave? And when he gave him that one, it was equal to double portion of the spirit that was upon Elisha. Why is garment so important? I just want to stop here. Listen to me. Every born of the sound of my voice, whatever you have received in life, People respect you. People respond to you based on the garment you are wearing. There are people who are generous in the spirit. There are people who are grateful in the spirit. And there are people who are paupers in the spirit. When you are a pauper in the realm of the spirit, by the adaptation of your garment, no matter how beautiful you are on the outside, you will be as broke as anything, no matter what you do. I spoke to a dear sister not too long ago. And I said that I need you to fast and pray. I looked at how beautiful and I think I've told two people in all my entire life about this. I look at how beautiful this lady and I look at the kind of people asking her out and I said to myself, no match. I have seen people not equal to her in any way by the kind of job she does, by how she looks and the kind of people running after them. And I wonder why none of such people none is looking at her and I look at, this is an epitome of beauty. How come that, you know, it's a painful thing when a woman wants to get married. The only options available are the ones that you know inside you that if you could get something better, this is not it. But you are trying to manage. It is not pride. You just know that say, this is not, see, life is in faces. When you are at a level, you know. You will know that this is not exactly who should be asking me out? But in the absence of what I want, maybe I will make do with this one. The painful thing about that kind of marriage is that when they are married, in the wickedness of Satan, the one that fits what you really want will show up in your office or around you or in your church and will start dancing around you so that you can commit sexual immorality. It goes for a guy also. It's true. If there is a picture, I'm not talking about lustful, foolish ideas. No. If there is a picture that resonates with your heart or the kind of woman you want, 
But for some reason, your level, everything is just, and you settle, once you settle with somebody, less than that, that kind of person, the real person will show up. And it will be too late. Because the devil enjoys taunting and tormenting people. Many times when things happen like that, it is because there is something on the person that has to go. I am not a deliverance minister. The word of God is deliverance. But this is the truth that I'm sharing with you. Some people get things that are lower than them in life. It is because externally or physically, they have attained to certain levels. But if you put on your spiritual glass and you look at them, the garment they are wearing in the realm of spirit is a wrong garment. Somebody can be very intelligent and fail woefully repeatedly in business. When it comes to matters of making money, things just don't work. They are not cooking up stories. It is true. The guy is diligent. The guy is brilliant. But somehow, 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 especially when they need help, maybe a capital, that's when the manager will change his mind. Somehow, it is because as you appear, the one that is saying no does not know why he's saying no. Why every other person getting the apartment will be allowed to pay instrumentally and they will tell you that no, you are not. And you need that apartment to settle down for your life to go. Satan waits for people at times at these junctions where you are likely to experience a quantum leap and the, the, the outlook of your life changes forever. Sometimes some people actually, for instance, now somebody needs, and remember when somebody came to Lagos, in there to be in Lagos, to be to establish himself. He only stayed one week and the uncles will have a problem with him and they sent him away from Lagos. When people want to enter a plan that will launch them into another level and then Satan waits for them there, that thing just never happens. There's a shop, you know, Satan knows, everybody knows, that if you get that shop on that street, by the business you want to do there, you're going to be the king of that area. But you get the shop, problem. That's what you call Red Sea. When they stand between people and the promise. It's not that you are over, uh, uh, overrated yourself. You are too sure that if I lay hold on this thing, everything about my life will change. But to get that thing, that's the problem. Are you following me? Yeah. There are guys, they know. There are, there are some ladies, when you meet them, you know that if this one comes into your life, your life changes forever. That this is the kind of partner. But the ones that are around you are the ones who are annoying you. You know that this one, there's nothing for, <laughs> that marrying this one is pure frustration. And it can happen to a woman, so you just know. Have you heard me this morning? Hallelujah. You know where what I'm telling you came from? During the week, the Lord told me to go away to go and pray. I am telling you, whatever people are wearing, it will change that night. That is why it is called night of transfiguration. Because Jesus climbed that mountain and the Bible says his entire outlook changed. His garment started glistering. Have you read that before? That is what is about to happen to many people. And after that happened, Moses and Elijah appeared. There will be appearances in 2019 of the kind of people you need coming into your life. Are you hearing me? This is very important. Nobody will enter 2019 here in your present garment that you are wearing. Amen. Hallelujah. If there are one or two, can you pray about the next level of your life? 
about three times God said to them in the Bible you have compassed this mountain long enough no matter where you are and you yourself know that this is not all that God has not even not, not anybody not me not any one of us there is always a next level say Father in the name of Jesus hold my hand and take me to the next level I, I can't it, it, it cannot be like this for, for forever next level next level say Lord that's what 2019 is all about next level next level next level oh in the name of Jesus go ahead and pray no not every, it won't be that every day we just be passing like that no there are junctions there are le- levels there are points where things will change Lord I'm grateful for what you've done so far but I do know that there is more there's more there's more there's more the most important prayer I can pray for all of you is that within the remaining seven days of the year God will speak to you directly he will show you his plans for you for 2019 may you hear his voice may you see his plan in the name of Jesus Christ Lord we thank you glory to your name in Jesus name Amen thank you for listening to the teaching we believe you have been blessed worship with us at David's Court number 25 Mojidi Street off Towing Street Ikeja, Lagos on Sundays our first service starts by 8am and our second service by 10am while our midweek service starts by 7pm on Wednesdays go and do great things God bless you